Continuing in a series of Thursday homilies on Abram and Sarai, we come now to the 16th chapter of Genesis, beginning at the first verse. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had an Egyptian slave girl whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, you see that the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my slave girl, it may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her slave girl, and gave her to her husband, Abram, as a wife. He went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my slave girl to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Your slave girl is in your power to do with her as you please. And Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she ran away from her. And the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave girl of Sarai, where have you come from, and where are you going? She said, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will so greatly multiply your offspring that they cannot be counted for the multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, now you have conceived and shall bear a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has given heed to your affliction. The word of the Lord. Once again, O oh God, we ask that your spirit would allow us to find our way into this sacred drama, finding it, telling the deep story of our own lives as well. Be gracious to our seeking of this word from you. We pray in the name of the Savior. Amen. One of the reasons I love the Bible so much is that it refuses to sanitize the characters within it. Patriarchs and matriarchs, the Old Testament, were constantly getting in trouble, often headed in the wrong directions, frequently making bad mistakes worse, and a hair's breadth away from infuriating God. Much like our lives, by the way. But God never abandons them. Instead, God chooses to stay on the journey, even when it's headed in the wrong direction, in order to turn the detours into blessings. Abram and Sarai were getting on in years already when the Lord promised them a child, land, a future. But as the years piled up, so did their doubts about the promise. After all, it gets hard to believe that your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky if you don't have at least the first child. So it was Sarai's idea for Abram to go into Hagar's tent and to try to have a child with her. But she soon thought this was a mistake 
and regretted it. As the child grew in Hagar's womb, so did the envy grow in Sarai's heart. And Hagar didn't make it easy by demonstrating contempt upon her mistress. She could do what Sarah could not. So Sarah treated Hagar harshly, so harshly that she ran away. But an angel of the Lord caught up with her on the way and said, this is not how the Lord handles mistakes. You're going to have to go back to Abram and Sarai and have that baby named Ishmael. Early in our life, we began to collect cherished dreams. Dreams that maybe like Abram and Sarah, you believe came to you from God. But after a while, when the dream seems so slow, so improbable, and you become so desperate to make the dream come true, that we, we then start to try to pry the blessings out of God's hands. And blessings can only be given. They can never be taken. But we try to take them because we're desperate. Most all of the decisions that we make out of desperation, we regret. I'm sure that Sarah thought that she was being heroic. Can you imagine how it had to break her heart to come up with the suggestion to send her husband into her servant's tent? Similarly, after our heroic attempts to make the dream come true turn to regret, well then we just kind of want to make the problem run away. Just go away. I don't know if we're talking about a relationship that you're in or a, a commitment you've made or, or a decision to attend school or a particular kind of work you've committed to do. Once you realize it's a bad idea, you, you just want the problem to just go away. But most problems don't just go away. And they don't run away for long. And God has absolutely no interest in helping us with that agenda. No, God's agenda is always to turn even the regret into an opportunity to be a blessing. When the angel of the Lord caught up with Hagar, not only did he tell her that turn around and go back home, and, but he, he also promised that the Lord was going to bless this child and that this child will also be too multiple, and, and with a, the descendants of this child will also be too many to be counted. And then the angel named the child for Hagar, Ishmael, which means God hears. God heard the lament of Hagar, who had been used by Sarah and Abram. God heard the regrets of Sarai. But notice, God does not call Ishmael a mistake. By the way, a child is never a mistake. God doesn't even deal with mistakes here. He's not even thinking about mistakes. 
God's intent, God's passion is to enter into our desperation and to constantly try to find ways of transforming them into opportunities to be still more of a blessing. Abram and Sarai were blessed to be a blessing. So were you and me. The blessing doesn't mean that you get what you want when you want it. The blessing doesn't mean that you're not going to spend time in life living with regret. The blessing just means that there is always an opportunity to bless the families of the earth. Always. So God blessed the child of Hagar, called Ishmael, and the air brace was begun. And God blessed the child of Sarah, called Isaac, and the Jewish race was begun. The children of Ishmael and the children of Isaac have always had a very hard time getting along. But neither can say to the other, you're a mistake, run away. Both of them have a calling to bless the families of the earth. But this isn't just about the Middle East. Our own nation has families that have come from Native Americans and African Americans and Euro Americans and Hispanic Americans and Asian Americans. We have the families of Christians and Jews and Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists and atheists and those who are still trying to just numb their spiritual yearnings as they wander through life. None of us can say to the other, you're a mistake. Time to go away. Whether we realize it or not, we have all been blessed by God for the purpose of being a blessing to each other's families. Somehow, this has to enter in to the national conversations about education and health care, and maybe especially immigration. You can never say, go away. You can only say, I've been blessed to bless you. Let at least the, the churches be clear about this. But we Gentiles made it into the covenant not because we're Sarah's children, but was it a mistake for us to be adopted in? No, it was a blessing. Why? To bless the families of the earth. So, as I mentioned earlier in the series, Abraham just kept building altars and sacrificing along the way. Let's think about that again today. Let us sacrifice on the altar our anxiety that the dream is taking so long. And let us also, please, sacrifice our regrets. You, you have to stop trying to manage your mistakes. It just takes up all the time. No, sacrifice the regret. Get back on the journey of blessing. Because the families of the earth are dying, and some of them are literally dying for us to bless them. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.